Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Hey, you know what is the coolest new thing in barbecue right now? Truth's pickled onions. And you know where you can get Truth's pickled onions? <laughs> that, that, that chuckling uh, gentleman over here. com in downtown Grand Prairie if you're driving through at our barbecue speakeasy. And there's an even easier way now, the coolest, newest thing. Be the cool kid on your block and sign up for the... The monthly subscription boxes that, that they'll be announcing month to month. New featured Pitmasters videos. Pro, you know, access to products from some of the Zavala's Barbecue Distro partners, such as Lone Star. Yes, the one and only. 44 Farms. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed Textiles. And possibly more, so... Keep on the lookout for that. So much cool stuff going on in BBQ Distro. Some of the best rubs and sauces from the best pitmasters across Texas and beyond. Shout out, Fox Bros. Handpicked by the Zavala's BBQ Distro team. Find them online again at bbqdistro.com forward slash tales. There you go. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are here in our wonderful studios. A.K.A. a... Hotel room in Buda, Texas. We are recording episode number 199. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's beyond crazy that somehow we've done this for this many years, this many episodes, this much talk about barbecue and different stories. And it still interests us. It does. Maybe not our listeners, but it interests us. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's really why we started this in the it first is, place. Yes. The Except fact for that, we don't even listen to our show. So. No, no, but we, we enjoyed the stories. The fact that other people actually listen to it, I think, has always kind of surprised us. It, it really has. And when people, you know, what we what we want out of it, I think, more than anything other than, like, wealth beyond our wildest dreams. But what we what we want out of it is people to go experience these places that we're experiencing. And that's one of the things that I think is really cool is when people say, hey, you guys told me to go here. And it, it was a good experience, and that's cool, yeah. you know. Or they enjoy it with us, even like on our road trips, which we've done as well. Many of those. Yeah, that that's that has been our probably our biggest ongoing goal from from day one to now is is getting people more exposed to these different stories and barbecue, these different people that have come at it from different backgrounds and different histories, and, and just experiencing the barbecue and the history around it. If it's a place with history. The, the story around it, if it's, you know, because everyone has a story. So, you know, some, some stories are... Every picture tells a story uh, as well. That's don't what the, it? That's uh, what the song is. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, every barbecue place has its own story, and every person that owns a barbecue place has a story, and some people were born into it, some people got into it from totally different avenues, but the, uh, the absolute pleasure that we've had in telling these stories over the years has been it, it's been a thrill and it's been that sometimes it has felt like a job that doesn't pay well it's cost us an outrageous amount of money yes um you know hopefully our wives don't listen i don't think they do too much <laughs> i know but, mine won't <laughs> but i mean but they're well aware of it um but you know i i do want to say you know our our love and dedication to barbecue goes into the um you know as much as five digits a year combined between the two of us oh easily, and, yeah. and if you look at the years we've been doing this you know, we could probably have started our own barbecue joint. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and that's, and we don't say that to brag. It's just, this is, this is yeah. how dedicated we are to it. Like we, we enjoy doing it. We, there's absolutely no reason for us to do this if we didn't enjoy doing it. You know, it's, it's been fun. Like I said, not, not every single road trip is as fun as the last one, but 
we've we've done this long enough to where we've kind of learned we've not been thrown in jail once no knock on knock on we've been pulled over once uh, Uh, but not ticketed Twice it, twice. Twice, twice, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, East Texas. Yeah, yeah East yeah, Texas, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and me driving both times. Yeah. Uh, East Texas and uh, South Carolina. Yes, we, we've been pulled over twice, not ticketed either time. Thank you, officers. Um, and it was for speeding both times. But, but yeah, we, uh, we've we had a lot of fun. We've, especially, the I would say, post-COVID, I think both of us kind of, I don't even know if we really had conscious discussions about it, but I think we both kind of had a little reset of, you know, kind of what we wanted the show to be and how we wanted to do it. We'd been doing it for long enough. We had interviewed, we, we still haven't interviewed everybody we want to interview, but we've interviewed enough people that we kind of stepped back from it. And like, this feels like work. And it feels like what was happening was we were putting out an episode every week. Mm-hmm. And that meant that we had to get content every week. And we didn't, we, we and one of our, the word. What, yeah, one, word. one of our least favorite words is content. Right because it's much more than that to us. Um, and so there were weeks where we would have to scramble because we felt like we were on this deadline, which we don't know why. Yeah, it was a self-imposed <laughs> yeah. deadline that no one cared about but the two of us. It meant that there were times when, you know, there was four weeks in a row when we were we were on the road or eating barbecue and getting the interviews, and we enjoyed it, but we realized, like, how much of our personal lives and, and times it was taking and our wives um, taking as well. So, you know, we we did this reset. One of the big things was, you know, shortening into seasons instead yep. of every week and then publishing every other week. And we'd love to publish every week. We'd love to have these like hour, two hour long rambling shows. But, you know, and, and you guys get tired of us saying this, but we have a life. We both work full time jobs. Yep. Um, and so we're already burning vacation a lot of times when we go on these trips. And so to prevent burnout, we we changed the format a little bit to where, again, as I mentioned, we're doing seasons the seasons start and end and then there's breaks and during those seasons we'll do an episode every two weeks and we're going to try to stick really well to not missing any of those if we say we're going to go you know from march to july we'll do a march to july and there will be a, a an episode every two weeks yeah and so like we don't have hard and fast rules when we start putting together seasons this current season we started you know kind of kicking the tire pretty much as soon as we ended last season we kind of started thinking about who would they like to have on the show, and you know, in the next, in the coming year, how would that map out? And and we don't have a finite number of okay, well, this season will be nine episodes or twenty episodes or fifteen episodes. We just kind of map out what we think we can do in a reasonable time frame without killing all of this vacation time and without being on the road incessantly. And we kind of just trying to go for there, you know. And that's that's kind of what we've done the last few years, and it's been extremely more enjoyable than than trying to quote unquote get the content every week and and i think it's probably extended the life of this show i think if we had kept on that pace we wouldn't still be doing this right now no there's no way um because you know while there are plenty of people to interview that we haven't interviewed there's people like said that we want to interview but it you know i I don't know how to word this in the right way that won't upset some people but you you get repetitive and Mm -hmm. you get repetitive interviews and and both to us to our listeners the stories start to kind of just all blend together and, right. and, and get more generalized. And, and we want to try to find unique people, unique situations, unique locations. And unique angles to take. Yes. I mean, there's, there's people we've had on the show multiple times because they're interesting people and they have interesting thoughts and, and stories. But, of course, we're not going to have the same person on three times and talk about the same thing in the same story because right. who wants to listen to that? Or just what's the latest update? Like, you right. know, we, we, we will do re-interviews with people when they have a significant change. Um, but, you know, we 
maybe we just don't have the skills to ring it, ring an interesting interview out of somebody. We don't know, but like, we feel like just because we haven't talked to somebody that we like or, or whatever in a year or two, there's, there's not much of a reason just to bring them on just to say what's new, you know, unless there really is something. Right. Or if there's a specific topic, we think they would be a really interesting person to speak with on, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, we've, we've made some really conscious choices the last couple of years to, to really try to tell focused stories with with people that we think will bring interesting you know thoughts and tidbits to that and 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 I personally I've really enjoyed the last couple of years I hope the listeners have too um, and, and this season I think is shaping up to be a really fun interesting one as well and, and we've worked really hard on the audio quality and the recording and you know we're we're still at the mercy of the road so you know one of the things from day one literally was. We, we weren't recording these in studios and we weren't, it, it, that meant that we didn't have the luxury of a perfect environment. Right. And we've had the luxury of being in a studio a couple of times and it's been wonderful. Oh, we loved it's, it. It's such a treat. But, but, you know, many a times we're doing these interviews like, and, and we, and number one, we try to not intervene in somebody's business, but we'll do these like before they open or after they close and so we, there's no choice, you know, we have to do these in, in a restaurant environment. And in the past, I, one of the ones I really remember, like people were cleaning and moving chairs around and just right. like, eh, eh, in right. the background. Or, but, or, or people bring their kids up at the end of the yes. day and you've got kids running around the background. And oh it, gosh, I remember it, that. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's ambiance to that and there's a charm to that. And, and I don't, I don't totally discount that, but, but yes, obviously we prefer to have a, a very quiet, wonderfully right. studioed environment, but that's not. We've done a lot better job at that, but that's yeah. not to say you're We've never... Made, exactly. I mean, we're still on the road many times. There's still background noise. There was a train today. That <laughs> we, we did our best, but we couldn't we couldn't sit the whole time and wait for the train because the person had business to do and they had to leave. Right. We've invested in better microphones, in microphone stands that are better with the anti-shock and tried different equipment. Um, I think we've settled on a pretty good set. Like I said, the only thing I wish we did was when we when, when we have... The remote interviews, I wish we had, you have to be really old to understand this, but the get smart cone of silence, um, you know, a way to block sound around us, you know, but that means that in addition to like the 20 bags that we take on our trip, we'd have to have this foam, (laughs) big foam cube. Yeah. And if you see the way we travel right now, (laughs) my God, it is, it is absolutely. For an overnight trip for two men, (laughs) how many bags do we have? Like five, six? Uh, We have bags, we have knives and cutting boards. liquor carrier. (laughs) Now we have a portable refrigerator we bring (laughs) because there's so much food. We have to keep it. And we're going to bring the warmer too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. You know, again, we, we don't have a, a mobile trailer or a mobile studio officially. So, um, you know, we appreciate you guys dealing with those background noises. If you want to buy us a mobile studio, <laughs> you know, reach out. Yes, please. Um, we, will, we will gladly talk about your product, even Manscaped. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, we got, we, we've lost hey, Manscaped any Manscaped has a new beard trimmer. Oh, um, hey. that I'm, look, here's the problem. I keep seeing the ads. <laughs> they sent me an email. Um and it's, it's actually a beard trimmer that has an adjust. What happens is you don't have to put the guards on it. It okay. just has an adjuster built in. And, you know, I'm already selling it, I guess. But um, <laughs> Yeah, well, wait a minute. We're not getting anything <laughs> yeah. for this yet. Hey, Manscaped. Um, <laughs> and it's for your beard, not the rest of your body. Um, but, like, you know, it's okay. Like, But we have to believe in a product enough. You know, the other thing that we hope everybody understands, too, and I know we're dragging this out, but I, I hope something that everybody else understands is that, like, we will not promote a product that we don't like. We will not promote a product that we don't believe in. Um, you know, when it took us, it took us forever to get a pellet 
uh, grill maker on the show. It was somebody that we believed in and we had already talked to more than once mm -hmm. um, about their product and we really liked it. Um, you know, Texas Monthly, of course, you know, um, at Tom, the Texas Pickle Company. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, the, the sponsors we've had, we've really enjoyed and we really enjoyed what they do and what they bring and how they fit in, in what our show is. But yeah, it's again, we know we have no delusions that we're going to make some fortune off this show. The, the sponsors have been wonderful and that they've helped us continue to do these road trips without it totally killing our pockets. And, and, and at the same time, the road trips are the most expensive absolutely. because the hotels yes. and, and the food, you know, the food on the road trips is one thing, but the hotels, we're doing one next month and it includes, you know, airfare and hotels and rental car and, and that, you know, Hey guys, that's not cheap. No, it, we're it, not begging for money. We're, not that's one of the things we also said is we didn't ever want to like, just not, not just shill for products, but just beg for money or something. Um, you know, you're always welcome to send us money um, or send us high quality uh, bourbon. Yes, yes, um, that is always welcome. Yeah. We have now upgraded the carrier to a four <laughs> with slot wide slots. Carrier. Yes, so with, that it can hold a bottle. As an example, a bottle of Blentons now because yeah. our old carrier yeah, it doesn't hold just that. hold like the straight up wine bottle style yeah. bottles. <laughs> it now holds larger <laughs> diameter bottles. Soon it'll have you know flaps. And I already well, <laughs> I didn't want to tell Andrew this, but one of the, the I can put a Bluetooth speaker in this hole also so oh, well of course. but it means we can have one less bottle of bourbon so uh, but yes it'll actually hold a bluetooth it's like a redneck there. boom box <laughs> <laughs> you know it's pretty close to that you know there's a redneck bank um after this show oh lord go to redneck i think it's redneckbank.com here we go shilling for more things that don't <laughs> I know, sponsor I know, us i know yeah Hey, they pay like 4% or 4.5%. Anyway. Um, Lord. But no, again, go, going back to the, you know, we've been kind of doing a, like a reflection of the early days of the show now that we're on the. That's so weird on sounding. The, uh, yeah. I mean, we're on the precipice <laughs> of hitting 200 episodes. So, you know, what, what this whole and shout episode. shout out to those people that are already at or over 200. You oh, know, I mean, there's. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, Kevin, I have no idea how you do it. Um, but you know, we're, we're glad because also, um, you know, there's a lot of places that we want to go to and we listen to your episode as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's good to have other people out there because that was the other thing is at least people get coverage if we can't get to them, you know, and people want coverage, that's fine. You right. Know? But for us, yeah. this is well, a big one. 200 is huge. Yeah. Right. And, and I posted this a while back on Instagram of like, you know, listening to the early episodes as we're preparing for this show and like. My God, the audio quality was just horrendous. Uh, and for those of you, and there there are probably some of you that have listened to this, that have listened to, unbelievably, all 199 episodes. Um, I can't believe, thank you for sticking yeah, with this you. show for this many years and this many episodes, and especially with the quality of the early, early episodes. Because again, the audio quality wasn't great. And we've said this many times, we had no idea what the hell we were doing. Like, we really didn't. No. We, we knew we wanted to tell the stories of the people in barbecue. We didn't know exactly how to do that. And it took us a while to really understand how to do that. Right. Right. You know, and to get a format, you know, we've kind of locked down our format pretty well. Um, but at the same time, we bring up other topics and things that we can, we don't have to stay in that same format, but we have a format. We have, no, it gives us a framework a process, to work yeah. off of and, and we go from there, but but yeah, the, the early episodes, it's, it's... So let's talk about who our worst guest was from an interview perspective. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love all of you. Yeah, no, we, we've had some some just amazing guests, amazing stories, 
you know the the episodes that Brian and I did solo in the car and stuff like that. Those were, of course, a lot of fun. And and yeah, I mean, we start as you've we've mentioned it before. We hate saying those things that phrase, but you know, we had a a it was an old Electro Voice microphone with an adapter plugged into a cell phone, passing it back and forth while we're driving down the road. Um, you know, yeah, the first episode was recorded on you know on two ninety, probably circa around Brenham on our way from. Houston to Lexington. I didn't hear turn signals, but it's funny because other episodes where we did on the road, you'll you hear the actually hear yeah, the click, yeah, click, You'll click, hear click. the turn signals from time to time. We tried, like, and, and this is like how you know professional we are. Um, so most of the time when we record these road episodes, we try to plan them around like, okay, well, we probably won't be stopping many times in this 30, 45 minute period. So let's record it then, you know. So there's a good yeah. stretch along Brenham to, to Lexington or to Giddings at least where you don't have to stop a bunch, but, but yeah, that was, that was the beginning of this. It was uh, May of 2017 when the 2017 Texas monthly barbecue list had just come out. It'd come out like early uh, that Monday. We recorded the episode that Saturday on our way to snows. And, uh, and that was kind of the launch of it. We'd been talking about it before a while before we It was interesting because we, we listened to that episode. We said we'd been to snows at least 10 times, maybe 15 times before we recorded that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, as we're recording this today, we we went to Snows today actually, um, but yeah, it was it was fun. It, it was something that we we knew we were going to be doing the the 2017 Texas Monthly Passport. Uh, we were very excited when that came out because we were you know we were already going to. Were you try as to... excited when you got the W nines? No, for... <laughs> that was less exciting. <laughs> but, but we knew we were going to you know take this take this task on of trying to to get to all fifty as quickly as possible and. All the the crazy stupid itineraries I put together that Brian and like Leslie down to the minute like, somehow go along with. <laughs> well, you know the you know don't drink a lot of water because we're not stopping. So <laughs> you, you get a little dehydrated during the day. Yeah, that um, first day we went to four stops. We went to Snows, we went to Fargo's, we went to Truth and Blue Moon on that first day. That's a long, that's kind of a crazy drive yeah. if you think about it. It's kind of a little zigzag. It's not where we would go today just from a route perspective, right. let alone the, the location. Right. Yeah. Now, the, the, the worst trip and pro- my, maybe the worst barbecue road trip Brian and I ever, ever did. We went to, I don't know if you guys, you guys may not remember this, some of you old timers might. Um, the Texas Monthly did a thing called the Texas Monthly Meetup in Houston right after the list came out, where they had most of the top 10 there at one venue. And, uh, and we, you know, Brian and I went, and we had a really good time. And then a bunch of a bunch of the barbecue people were going back to Pinkerton's afterwards to hang out. And so we're like, oh yeah, let's do that. Let's go back to Pinkerton's and hang out. Even though we had both already planned to do the Franklin Line and like six other Austin joints that next morning. So we're hanging and, out. And I think there were free drinks at the Texas Monthly. Yeah, thing? there were drinks there. Yeah. There were drinks at Pinkerton's. And so it, we we eventually left Pinkerton's, parted ways, and knew we were literally getting back on the road like five hours later to drive to Franklin. Having to wake up like four hours or less. Right. To, and, yeah. and this was in June, by the way. So so nice, really hot Texas day. So we, uh, we, we get out on the road. We stand in the Franklin line. We do the whole Franklin experience. And then... And it's one of the things that are, I know we're kind of the old men in barbecue that bitch and moan a lot, but deal with it because whatever. But uh, but one of the things we always griped about with Austin is so many of their barbecue experiences were predominantly out- outdoors. Um, and they were. And they were. Mickleweight outdoors. Franklin, until you get inside for the last hour, 
is outdoors. La Barbecue. La Barbecue was, was outdoors back then. That was before the quickie picky. Curlin even. was outdoors. Uh, Curlin wasn't on the top 50, though. Uh, oh, oh uh, you're talking about top 50. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just yeah. the top 50 spots that we went to. But, I mean, most, I mean, you had Style Switch, which is in, indoors, and you had Terry Black's, which is indoors. I think all of the other ones were, were an outside experience. And so we're, we had drank the night before. We're in the Texas heat. And now we're going from stop. And waiting in line, stop to waiting in line. And of course, these and and for those of you that did the Texas Monthly Passport in 2017, the lines at these places just blew up. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a huge crush. I mean, that was kind of, it was a in in a lot of ways, and we'll get to this a little later. It was a magical time in barbecue, and we really we reminisce a lot about it. It, it was a peak in barbecue. Yeah, it was not necessarily the peak, yeah, but it, it was a peak. Right. Yeah, we're not saying that the best barbecue ever made was made in 2017, but it was there. There were things about it that were just a really cool time, but. But we were, I don't know if we were on stop three, four, five, where we were in the day, but we were just absolutely miserable. We were sweating our butts off. We, you know, we were standing in line after line after line. And it was, we were having to park, you know, blocks away <laughs> yeah. and walk. So it was just miserable. And, and yeah, just, and we're, the sweat was literally pouring down. <laughs> and, and the sweat, of course, was filled with fat from the brisket. <laughs> so it was, we were just like, we hate this. Yeah. And, it was, it was probably the, the least enjoyable road trip either of us have ever done. And we were done. so full yeah. because not only we had eaten the night before, too. Right. So, like, you know, it takes a while for this stuff to digest, <laughs> um, especially. Especially back then, the, we were eating more meats and less sides on top of everything else. Right, so, yeah. like, and so we were we were just like uh, we were hating it, and we still despise Austin to a certain extent. <laughs> oh, Valentina's another outdoor. That was Valentina's, another one of them. Yeah, yeah I mean, we yeah. went to almost. We, we don't despise the restaurants. Oh God, it's no. Just, we love it's them. Just that the traffic, the parking, the waiting in the lines in summer was was just brutal, and it just we never got any break from that yeah. that whole day because there wasn't yeah. like we couldn't just go in and chill out and cool down right and then keep going well because we were also worried about sellouts yes, you know yes. you know every one of these places was selling out so early that we were trying to go from one to one to one to one to one there was no break you know the only ones that we weren't worried about were like styles and terry blacks because they tend to serve into the evenings but all the other like the four or whatever others we we really tried to hit back to back to back without and because break. we were hitting them at prime time the line like, uh, like yeah. it was even worse it was a because, Saturday yes. you know so it was like it was just a comedy of errors all around you know but, but we but, ate them all we did yeah we hit them all we did you know and it was again that that first and I'm gonna call it the first season because we didn't know what to do with seasons and we did the first seasons like three <laughs> years long but you know the the first summer of doing the show was was really interesting because we were on the road so much because we were doing the top 50 list and it was taking us all over the state you know it's just i have really vivid fond memories of that like i, I know well, to, to before you jump into that i guess i want to stop you because that's what i do anyway and sorry but the thing about it was that also there wasn't a tremendous number of houston joints on the list no there was, there was, there was a, a good number there's a good number but but there was we we had to get out so much and yeah. so, well, and there's still so much we hadn't explored. We yeah. hadn't eaten at most of the Dallas yes. ones, Dallas Fort Worth area ones. We hadn't eaten at any of the West Texas ones at that point. I remember, I remember listening to the episode, and and you know, we hadn't eaten at Cadillac yet. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, <laughs> we were listening to the first episode of the show earlier today, um, and and we were saying, you know, we were talking about, we were doing a rundown of the top ten, and, and we were talking about Cadillac, and we hadn't been there yet at the time of the list. But yeah, there was just so much we hadn't seen and hadn't eaten at that point. I mean, we had still eaten a, a tremendous amount of barbecue prior to 2017, but but that really got us out on the road even more than we already were. And I just, I have really vivid memories of we we did a big, huge DFW slash West Texas and back trip 
Um, I want to say we did it in like three or four days or something like that. Some really aggressive schedule. I still have it in my like iPhone <laughs> notes to this day. Um, where we started in Dallas, we started at Cadillac, okay. and we ate at a few places, a few of the DFW ones, and then we started making our way west. I remember that that first night we ended up staying in Midland, and remember that the yes, the, the turtle, the, the big turtle. I remember the turtle, the turtle at, at the big bar. <laughs> Some bar had like a live giant turtle. Yeah, it was a huge tortoise. Like it was just big. just walking around. Yeah. I think it wasn't in a cage. Yeah, it was just a big like turtle. Bed. It was yeah. just like, what in the hell are we looking at? I just, I, and I saw the picture on my phone. We were in uh, Abilene at Sweetwater Barbecue. Um, yeah. And and it was so damn hot because we did this in like July or August probably. And and it was so damn hot that like the street signs were melting. Yes. Like yeah. wait, I have pictures of street signs where the where the paint on the, on the street name is melting because it's just so freaking hot out there. But yeah, we, we made it out to West Texas, and that was our first trip to Abbey Mays. And it just, I mean, we didn't plan it this way, but it was dumb luck that they were doing a prime prime rib dinner that night. Yeah, we stumbled onto that. Yeah, yeah and it was, was just it. like the perfect timing because it gave us a chance to eat at Abbey Mays twice, uh, and which just blew us away. And it was just, it was one it of those. still does. And still, it does, still does to this yeah. day. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just such a cool time in barbecue. And there was so many different places opening up and they were all trying to like find their way in barbecue. Right. And and it was still barbecue wasn't anywhere near as saturated as it is today. And there wasn't this proliferation of multi-location joints. I mean, today we, we've said it in the past, like you can any, no matter where you're at, there's a barbecue joint within probably 20, 30 miles that is top 50 quality of 2017, probably yep. you know, not, not in the middle of nowhere, but right, right, right. in any, any decent sized city, and that just wasn't true back then. And so it it was so exhilarating at a, at a point because we were going to these places and there was there was still some decent regionality in barbecue too there was. back then. Yeah, you know? yeah there really was. I'm going to do a little quizzing because I know Brian never remembers a damn thing. Beef rib. Uh, <laughs> Brian, who was, who was the first ever interview that we ever did? Oh, I know exactly who it was. It was uh, Michael at Jesse Ray's. You are very correct, yes. sir. Las Vegas... Yeah. Nevada was our first interview for a Texas barbecue yeah, podcast. How random is that? And this was just dumb luck. Um, my wife had a work conference in Las Vegas uh, in June, and it just so happened that Brian had already planned to be in Vegas because he's a well, de- degenerate well, gambler. Yeah, well, that was pretty much back then. You could just like roll the dice, no pun intended. But yeah, anytime you go to Vegas, there's a greater than zero chance I'd be there. <laughs> so it just so happened that Brian and, and, and Brian and Chris, Brian's buddy Chris, was going to be there that week. And so I'm like, well... All right, let's go to Vegas. Yeah. And so, yeah, my wife was in conferences, and me and Brian and Chris are driving around drinking and eating barbecue. And God, we ate some terrible barbecue that day. There was that Texas oh. barbecue place that was so bad. Oh, it was so bad. But, you know, it just said Texas barbecue. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? And, oh, it was like if someone was trying to build like a movie set of what they thought Texas barbecue was. Without ever seeing with, it. Without ever, ever yeah. stepping foot in Texas. That was this place. And the yes. food matched how yes. fake the, the, the decor was. It was really and, bad. And now we have, there's a second location of Jesse Ray's. Yeah. Um, it's in Henderson. Blood Brothers is out there. Soul Belly is out there. Yep. Um, and the one thing that I want to say about about Las Vegas Barbecue that I, I missed, there was a place called Leonard Skinner Barbecue. <laughs> um, and it wasn't great barbecue, but I'll never forget. Like visually, I don't even know if I ever have any pictures, but there was a, there was a Kreitz Barbecue, Kreitz Market sign there. And I just remember that. I'm like, that's so cool, but it didn't taste like Texas barbecue. But now there is Texas barbecue there. And a little bit more of trivia. The the first interview we did with a person in Texas, I wasn't on the episode. 
This was oh, a- oh, I know that one. I know exactly <laughs> that one because we talked about ghosts and gambling. Yes. So that is... Um, that is... Steve, uh, Steve and Joseph, yes. Riverport, Riverport Barbecue. Yes. And that's when I knew I needed to be on every episode. Because like the first like 18 <laughs> minutes is about like the most random ghost. Shit. Yeah, I think uh, ghost and, and uh, 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 paddle wheeler yeah. casinos. And like, I was like, someone needs to keep this yeah. on track. That, that area of Texas, though, is so amazing because... That's, it, that is a really cool area. Because that's what happened. They had, they, had the, the, they had casino paddle wheelers and all of that like wild Mardi Gras, Las Vegas, not Las Vegas, Mardi Gras, New Orleans stuff, but it was up there in that part of Texas. Yeah, and I'd say the first interview where I thought like we might have something here was, was our interview with Arnis. Um, well, that was, and we still had no idea what we were doing. But that was because the best thing, and the best thing we do is we just shut up. Yep. And if we find somebody that is eloquent and can talk, absolutely, and, and a lot of people are. But absolutely, we want to get out of the way. Yeah. And just turn the mics to them. Yeah. It, that was that was the first episode where I'm like, oh, <coughs> okay, I, I think we might have an idea of what we need to do. Uh, it still probably took us another year to figure it out. Well, but, uh, it's hard <laughs> to find another artist. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Very true. <laughs> Which we did. But but yeah, just just being able to 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 ask some you know just just get Arnis on topic and be like, okay, tell us about this, tell us about this, and then just hearing the story of how Evie Mace came to be was really kind of that springboard moment for me. And to me, it was that like, and we chase this in every one of our episodes, like there's a moment in time when for better or worse, sometimes everything falls into a certain place and it puts you on this path. And, and Arnis has that exact moment in time in the episode. And I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to make you go listen to it. Yeah, but, absolutely. Listen but, to, if you have not listened yeah. to the episode, uh, and those episode are the ones 18 we, and 19. Okay, 18 and 19. But we love that where we're talking to somebody and, no, and they're going down a particular path, a particular way, whether it's Artie and Barbecue or not. And then there's this like divine intervention of some sort and everything changes. And after that, everything changes. Yeah. And that was that. I mean, to this, I mean, I haven't listened to the episode in years, to be honest with you. But to this day, that's still an episode that that I always remember and always stands out to me. Pour away, Brian. Right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're drinking some bourbon here as we reminisce. Um, we are drinking an E. H. Taylor single barrel, which we're both big E. H. Taylor fans. Um, the, most of the E. H. Taylor line is that we've had is just delicious, delicious bourbon. Hard um, to get. Very hard to get. If you know where to get it, if you can get it, please reach out to yeah, us. Yeah, there's no way to <laughs> better way to congratulate us in 200 episodes than getting us some E. H. Taylor. Uh, <laughs> we'll even take the small batch. Yeah, yeah, we'll take any of them. Um, tornado. Um, anyway, going, <laughs> moving on. Uh, an- another episode that was pretty much a no-brainer from the second we decided we were going to do a podcast was with someone that we knew long before we were ever going to do a podcast. Uh, and this individual also taught us that we need to start giving directions to our guests before we start airing so that they stop doing this with their volume as they move up and down and around and around. And that man is I, I, you, John Brotherton. John Brotherton. <laughs> well, you know, he is does have a little ADHD. He's a very He's, animated fellow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, with with John, uh, we've known well, John. Well, what we've what we've done now is we actually have extra head extra headphones. Yeah, and so that, again, we realize like, oh, gee, right. duh. Oh, and we give our <laughs> yeah. we give the guest directions usually before we start recording. Right. We'll tell you to you know pick a comfortable place to sit, and we'll adjust the volume to you. Just try to stay generally in that same area, and we try to give some general directions just to help with the audio quality. 
But it probably took us 150 episodes to put a second set of headphones <laughs> in, so even Andrew could hear himself. But now we have a splitter. Woo, we're all fancy. I'm telling you, by episode 800, we're going to have this thing down. <laughs> we'll have a studio. We'll be dead. Yeah. Um, but no, with with, with John, uh, we've known John for a very, very long time, far longer than we've been doing this podcast. And he's been one of the people that we've most admired in barbecue for an extremely long time for for a number of reasons just putting the, in so much oh, and going through so many ups and downs right yeah. just the the absolute dedication that John had of of chasing his dream and never giving it up and it's there and I said it when the list came out in 2021 that there wasn't a single person I was happier for than John Brotherton because I know how much it meant to him uh, and that was such a goal of his. And he did the top 50. There's no bigger barbecue yeah. fan than John Brotherton. I mean, the man did the top 50. Before there was ever any Yeti or Coca-Cola incentives in it, um, John went around Texas eating barbecue because John just loves barbecue. But but that was that was another one that was a, a learning lesson for us is, is, John, we love you, but stay close to the mic, buddy. <laughs> um, I, another one that, that I thought was a lot of fun, and we ended up having this gentleman on the show multiple times. Um, and... and Okay, well, we'll, uh, well, we'll say this on the air, and maybe I'll edit it out if it doesn't work. In the craft barbecue world, n- name the five people that, I have th- that have had the most effect on it being so widespread. Well, I mean, John Lewis, okay. number one. There's uh, one. Which, and we also say John Miller because we think that there's a lot. If he had never left Louis Miller, that was a huge influence. Widespread? Um Outside of Texas barbecue, no, just, or just Texas tech, style. Tech, yeah, that five people that are most that have had the most influence on Texas barbecue being I mean, Dylan Taylor. There you go. Yeah. That's the one Dylan I was going Taylor. for. Yeah, um, Dylan Taylor. We had on the show. I mean, we've known Dylan since Dylan was probably nineteen, twenty years old. Um, when, but not like that. <laughs> no, but but we, we we met this kid at La we Barbecue were not grooming him. many years ago, and, and we were just fascinated by by the by this kid that had such a passion for it and, and was such a geek about it. And yeah, and, and yeah. knew like really knew the minutia and, and wanted to and know wanted it. To it. Yeah, yeah, had that real passion for just figuring things out. Um, and so it was again that was another one of those where we knew we'd have Dylan on the show probably before we ever knew we were having a show. But we ended up having Dylan on multiple times, and he was always fascinating to listen to, and he's just such a good guy. Uh, I know he's he's not actively involved in the barbecue world right now, um, but but Dylan was another one that was a lot of fun always to talk to because he always had great stories, and he always had so much passion for barbecue, and that, that was another one that, that stuck out to us. Uh, and that was... Yeah, like I said, I'm just I'm literally just scrolling my phone through some of these episodes, just, just kind of you know reminiscing as we go. We've had, again... So many guests, and it was around episode forty that uh, that we had something introduced to the show that that has been a, a staple of the show ever since, and that was when uh, Mr. Mitch Fairchild yes was yes. was kind enough to record a theme song for our show. It was uh, it was awesome because we had asked like we had just randomly said, "Oh gosh, <laughs> it would be great if we had one. We right. can't do one ourselves." and yeah, because we had no idea how to start all this, and like that would be cool. And he wrote an entire song. Yep. You most of the time you just hear the intro. Yeah, we'll, every we'll, once in a while we'll play it at the thing. end of this yeah. episode. We'll yeah. let everyone hear the, the full song. Um, but but for those of you, there there have been pitmasters that think that I'm singing that. I have no <laughs> idea why. It is not me. It is Mitch Fairchild. Um, and, and for those of you that have had a hard time understanding the words, it's barbecues our passion, and that's just what you'll get. Where the Ken Burns is of barbecue. We're tales from the pits. 
those are the lyrics of at least the, the intro that you guys hear every time. But but yes. And we're not to Ken Burns as a barbecue. No, but no, but no. it's but it's great to even have that. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was just such a cool thing for for him to do. Um, and we still oh Mitch something. I mean I know he was doing a, a restaurant. I don't think he's doing it anymore. Right, right. Yeah, no, we, we got to reach out to him and at least yeah. That, like, have some all these years later, we're still playing the theme song. We'll yeah. play it until the very last episode that we record. Um, thank you, Mitch. Till for... we get a DCMA DCMA violation. <laughs> DMCA. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, thank you, Mitch, for that. Um, and then. Not too far in the future after that, episode forty-one, really, really special episode for us for a, a number of reasons. Only gotten more special, and that's the opportunity we had to sit down with John Miller. Um, we had, this was a time at the time John Miller was in Georgetown cooking at Black Box Barbecue. Um, we had known John for for quite a while prior to that as well, and John didn't do a whole lot of interviews at that point. He was pretty no. much you know out of the the media. He had stopped side doing of anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and John and I had struck up. Um, a really good relationship. You know, one day, we'll talk more maybe about like that first meeting with John. But um, you know, John is a firebrand, and and there are people that have had bad experiences with him. But the John that I knew, he literally would give you the shirt off his back, and like one time he gave me like twenty four shirts. You know, <laughs> just um, and we were able to do a, an event with him, the Tonto Fest. Um, and, and try to cook a half of a cow, um, you know, but, and, and all the way until, um, you know, his passing, lots of wonderful DMs. I actually recently went through and downloaded all of those when I thought maybe Twitter was going haywire. Yeah. I said, let me just download all of these and download my text messages. But, um, the, the respect that we have, you know, John, again, John wasn't perfect by any means, but. When John left Louis Miller, he started a chain reaction in barbecue that that really was a huge shift in barbecue. And no, Aaron Franklin didn't cook at John Miller Barbecue, but Aaron Franklin worked at John Miller Barbecue and he saw what barbecue could be and he improved on it as well. No no doubt about that that, you know, Franklin's product was better and more consistent at least than John's product. On a good day, John's food was spectacular, yeah. but there was not always, it yeah. wasn't always a good day. There was always the unpredictability yeah. with it, but, but it was, again, from, from a show standpoint, it was, it was so great when John agreed to do it and agreed to, and it was so informal. It was just, yeah. the, it was just us sitting down at Black Box, drinking beer, talking about. Probably a little moonshine. Uh, yeah. I mean, who knows what all was <laughs> on the table at the end, but. It was just it was just a really, really cool moment, and I'm really, really glad that we got to document that moment in time. Um, it's it was just it was a thrill then, and it's even more a thrill now than it was then, you know, just knowing that we don't have John anymore. Um, but but that was that was a really special moment. And then there's there's no good segue from it, so I'll just go right straight to another special moment. Um, the the episode and, and when when I posted this, I posted this on Instagram the other day of, of asking people, you know, what are some memorable moments from the show or memorable episodes? And and someone posted back and said, Patrick's story, of course. And, and I responded and, and I said, if you if you forced us to delete every episode but one, that might be the one that remains. Or really three. It, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our only, uh, the only three-parter we've uh, ever done. Right, right. And, and it was, and we've, again, we a lot of these stories tend to be people we've known for a very long time. And we've known Patrick for, for a long, long time. We've been following his career you know, through through barbecue and through his restaurant you know, travels and everything. 
and were super happy when he opened his first restaurant. And so, and there's a Manscaped commercial on TV. So Brian's lost all train of thought. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, but no, going back with with Patrick, we we were very excited, of course, sit down with him, and and we knew we knew the general gist of his story of how he got into barbecue, but we didn't know all of the details of it. And and, and come to find out, we didn't we didn't know that pretty much not very many people knew all of the details of it. To this day, I do not know why Patrick chose to share this much of his story on our show. Um, I'm extremely thankful that he did and grateful that he did. And I think that story has inspired many, many people. Uh, but the, the story of Patrick Fijis and, uh, and, and his story of being wounded in Iraq and everything that goes into it, 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 was, it was one of the more powerful moments that I think we've ever it, had on the it show. It was literally like jaw-dropping and again, we talked about just shutting up and getting away from the microphone. Like, you, you'll, you'll mean, notice in that in we part, got sentimental yeah. during the story yeah, live. In, in yeah. part one of that episode, the more Patrick talked, the less we talked, yeah. um, be, because this was his story. This isn't us. We 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 did not serve in the military. We didn't go through what he went through. Um, but the fact that Patrick chose to share the story on our show, and, and and there are there are a lot of veterans in the barbecue world that that can relate to some of what Patrick said. Um, but it was just, it was a really powerful moment. And, and it's one of those episodes that, that, that I think really resonated with a lot of people. And it was just, you know, again, there's, there's, we, we did a, a shorter version of it, but it's a three-parter. One is about is the, the, the pre-barbecue. Right. One is about the, the transition into barbecue and the culinary experience and the background. And then the third one was barbecue itself, his restaurant. Yeah. And those are episodes 47 through 49. So with that, I, I'm going to jump. I don't know. I don't know how far ahead, but the other one that was like amazingly emotional and powerful was, you know, not Texas barbecue. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it, it was our entire experience, but we sat down with Sam Jones for six, seven hours. Uh, yeah. That I, night. I, I, yeah. Then, I couldn't even tell you the exact amount of time. It was, it was a long time. And we deep into the night, he opened up and told us, you know, the stories that, and, and most of those stories are available somewhere or in writing in his book, um, which we highly recommend, but to listen to the man, say them live and you could see like the, again, it wasn't just for emotional effect, but the pauses and, and the, inf the way he influenced certain words was just uh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Th th those are episodes 70 and 71 with Sam. Uh, Sam and Michael Letchworth uh, from Sam Jones Barbecue and Skylight Inn, and yeah, it was it was again we've we've had so many amazing experiences through the show and so many just I I can't believe we've gotten to be a fly on the wall for so many things in barbecue. I, I feel extremely lucky lucky to have been able to and, do and this. Helping out at like events I, and like you know some of the I mean we've helped out at cookoffs and we've helped out at at throwdowns and and so we've. I, I'm not going to use the word work side by side with these people, but we've, you know, we've, you know, we've, we've helped out, you know, to, and, and going to external events in other cities, all of that was just so amazing to, you get to, you get to see the real person because you spend enough time that the walls get broken down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you absolutely do. And it's, again, we, I don't think either of us could have imagined that starting this whole thing w would lead to some of the things that it's, it's led to. Um, but but it's it, it really is it's it's been such a thrill to be able to do this, 
you know, to be able to, to go to these different places all over Texas and now even outside of Texas and all over the country that we've gotten to do. I mean, the whole hog trip in general that we took in 2018 from a barbecue standpoint was life changing, you know, within the realm of barbecue for us because we'd, we'd had whole hog a few times here in Texas and things like that, but we didn't really understand right. the regionality. And, and barbecue and, and, whole hog that was done well. Yes. The, it's not like, it's not like. It wasn't done well in Texas, but we didn't have that connection. To we the didn't history. get to the source, yeah. you know. And, and I say that I say that to people in Texas that are doing barbecue now that have not taken those pilgrimages to Lockhart or even to Franklin, for that matter. Um, you know, to, to go to those sources of these 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 touchstone places like your Smitty's and your Kreitz and like your Franklin barbecues that these, won't be around forever, uh, right? We, I mean, Smitty's, Kreitz, and Franklin, yes, probably, but there's a number of places that are no longer here that we went to in the past that, yeah that were were also magical but that hog trip it just showed us another side of barbecue that we had we were we were so based in texas and so focused on texas barbecue and and it's because there was so much knowledge we still needed to learn in texas barbecue it's not like we knew everything at all still don't but then all of a sudden we saw this whole other literally other world of barbecue and other influence that came from another part of the world yeah and got to go experience those places firsthand. Yeah, it was it was just such a such an awesome time for for us to be able to go to Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina to try all of these different places that have these rich histories and different histories of of how they do things, why they do things the way they do things versus this other region that did things differently. So, um uh, do you want to keep talking about that or you want to bring it back to Texas because I have a Texas topic. We can go back to Texas. Okay, another one for me. Wyatt McSpadden. Yeah, I, I love that episode so much. I, I, it's one of my favorites, and and, and I, like we don't we really honestly do not pay attention to download numbers. I couldn't tell you what our downloads are on any specific episode or anything like millions. that. Millions. Yeah, yeah, millions. billions. Yeah, just pay us a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> but but no, I couldn't tell you what the downloads are. All I know is there are certain episodes that I feel like have gotten a lot of attention, and I don't feel like Wyatt's episode got a ton of attention, and I feel like it deserves more yeah. than it got. Because the stories that Wyatt told and the things that Wyatt has seen. Yes, yes. And <laughs> even outside of barbecue, I mean, the one that sticks to me was he, he had spent time with the millionaire, the, the, the crazy the, guy the, the that Cadillac did the Ranch. Cadillac Ranch out in, out in uh, Amarillo. And, you know, the stories he could tell about these people. And that's, what we, that's exactly why we're here. And it's exactly why we do the show. We love that. And, of course, he talked about barbecue places. And one of the things that was so funny was he talked about Calagny. Yeah. And so it was, we shared something on that level too, that was great. Yeah. Well, and there's another story he told and actually someone, I can't apologize. I cannot remember who put it in our DMs or who said it, but, but someone else brought this up the other day when, when we were talking about this on an Instagram, the story he told about Rip Torn and yes, Louis Miller. Yes, yes. It's just phenomenal. I mean, just those type of stories are just fantastic. And this is, this is him going to Louis Miller when Bobby was still alive and operating Louis Miller. Yeah, so these these stories that Wyatt told were just fantastic. His books are phenomenal. His photography yes. is just so great. Um, and especially even saying, like, he was doing this before barbecue and barbecue photography became popular. Yeah. And so, you know, today, anybody with a cell phone, you know, we have 8K cell phone out there now, 4K cell phone photos. And so there's a lot of photos. Like, there's a million photos of any new barbecue pitmaster. But he was doing this when... It wasn't a famous field. The social media didn't even exist. He was taking these pictures. Yeah. I mean, it's just 
again, the, the, the pre-COVID episodes, yeah, however you want to phrase it, the first 139 episodes of the show were, were pre-pandemic. Um, and, and then, you know, again, we, we took a, a very long break, you know, because obviously no one in the world was really doing much of anything. Um, we, you know, we took a big, long break and then kind of came back towards the end of 2020, but really the beginning of 2021 with, with a new focus of how we, we wanted to lay out the show. And we've been able to, again, tell some some really fun stories and have some amazing guests on of some passionate people in barbecue. And, and you know, I have to bring it back to this because it's probably one of the, like, you know, if a pot barbecue podcast is ever going to have a viral moment, one of the most probably most talked about things on our show over the last couple of years was was Ernest Cervantes and his amazing brisket smelling, aromas. Yeah, <laughs> smelling of the cookies, right? Um, so he said something, and and we'll say what it is, and we we were just like dumb, completely dumbfounded. We're like, we've never heard of this. Yeah, no one's ever talked about this. It, no one's ever talked about it. We've never heard of it. You're just kidding. You're just pulling our leg, and you're just saying something because it sounds cool. And so, it's not that it's not that we didn't believe him. Although that kind of sounds like what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's not we, that we didn't believe him, but it's like we, we started asking. Didn't believe him. <laughs> yeah, you know, we started asking other people, and we're and so what he said was was that he can tell when a brisket is done by the smell of it. And that it smells something to the effect of like chocolate, like a cookie no, or a brownie, uh, right. but something along those lines. Right, yeah. and, and so like we recorded that episode, and we had a, like a decent backlog episode, so it was going to be you know several weeks before we actually posted it. So as we were going to different barbecue road trips in between when we recorded it and we posted it, we would ask different pitmasters, you know, without giving them the the. The, you know, the, the information that, that Ernest had given us, we would just flat out ask him, is there a smell that a brisket emanates when it's done cooking? And we started getting some really interesting answers. Yeah. I mean, most of them were exactly along it's, those lines. Uh, right, right along yeah. those lines of cookies or brownies. The or, most latest one was vanilla. Yes, yeah. yeah and, and, which and, is which is along that same flavor. Yeah, and, 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 of course, and of course that would come from Tom Micklewaite, <laughs> yes. the, the genius mad scientist that he is. Um, and and he he laid it out in a way that as soon as he said it, I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. Yes, the uh, vanilla or, or post oak wood is part of what is used for, or oak wood is what is used for for making vanilla, like where vanilla bean comes from. And so yes, that that's what you're smelling is is probably some sort of aroma of vanilla. And most people associate vanilla with baking, and and yeah, I guess that kind of leads to the chocolate brownies, right. you know, sort of. Right thing so so yeah that was that was one of those moments i, where... I still have not smelt it it's not my fault um <laughs> i would love to smell it i would love to learn that and but i'm not doubting it at all because we asked a lot of people <laughs> we did a lot of people and i don't think any single person said no yeah yeah it was it was pretty interesting and so we we're like well damn <laughs> but yeah that, that was another fun moment right. uh, another thing that we we did post covid is we we started putting together the idea of doing uh barbecue roundtables um, which we still want to do more of. We, we, yes, yeah. absolutely. But but the the first really big one that we and we've done a couple in the past, like we did one at Red Dirt and, and things like that. But, the, but like, those are usually at night, very noisy. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the first like really like organized. I bought an table. actual uh, mixing board with I think it was at twelve or sixteen inputs. Yeah. See, yeah I mean, yeah. it was a production putting this on. Um, and, and again, we had the, a sponsor for the yeah Benny we, Keith. Yeah, we had Benny Keith, uh, Ch- Chelsea from Benny Keith sponsored the drinks for that. Goldie's was very kind to host that. And we had the uh, 
kind of the Fort Worth area roundtable with before the new list came out. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is before the list came out. Before the 2021 list came out, came out, we had you know a number of different pitmasters there from Smokeaholics, Bricks, Danes, Hurtado, Zavala's, Goldies, of course, Heim. I mean, it was just it was a really to have all of those people together. It was great. Like, yeah, it was. It was, and, a, and they were having a good time. That yeah. was that was our concern was. You know, we're taking all of these, and this was like I think a Saturday night. So some yeah. places were open the next day, yeah. and some places had just finished their 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 you know closing down their restaurant for the day. So it was amazing to have them out. But then you know at, we had what I feel was a great episode, a great round table, applause at the end, which is kind of weird. <laughs> um, but then we turned the mics off, shut our stuff off, and let them have their their, their you know a few hours themselves and that went great i mean i thought that was a great event yeah it was it was so much fun it was a huge undertaking on our part like it's the biggest thing we'd ever like try to really organize from a podcast standpoint um and it was it was really cool that it i think it was pulled off in pretty grand style i think everyone had a good time I think it was a really good episode um but you know another thing that we decided to do in 2021 um which which was a lot of work a lot of fun a lot of money a lot of time a lot of travel we decided it was time for us to make our own list. That was a weird idea. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, we're not talking about just, okay, let's stop and write down a list. Because we're not that smart. I don't know what the <laughs> word is there. Um, but we wanted to do it in the most honest way we could do it, um, in the most realistic way. And so... We started by identifying a hundred places we wanted to go eat at. At least. At least, yeah. yeah. We did a little over a hundred. Right. And both of us would go, most of the time together, but every one that we would go to would also be incognito. Yep. So that they didn't know we were coming. They didn't know we were ordering. Um, and we would so a lot of times have people order for us, proxies. Yeah, if it was places uh, where we thought they might recognize us yep. at the counter. Yeah. And so we, we, we drove... <laughs> and drove and, and drove, drove and drove we went to over a hundred places we paid for over a hundred meals um we then each ranked them separately on multiple criteria uh, we won't go into way too much detail and bore you right. go listen to that episode which is episode do you know what oh, episode oh yeah, yeah yeah i'll pull it up for a second yeah. yeah um and so we we did all of that and then we each scored we each scored separately that we couldn't see after we scored we we ran the numbers together to average them out. So the list was good because it, it didn't influence. I, we didn't, we weren't able to influence each other and argue that one place should be here and one place should be here. It's what we put down. Right. Well, and it was, okay, look, going back a little bit, it was episode number 155 is where you can hear kind of where we kind of go over what our criteria was for how we decided this. But yeah, what, once we did that, as Brian said, you know, we, we did our individual rankings, combined it, did the average of it. And then from there, we we you know we would talk and debate and apply logic because again, this is this is still barbecue and still opinions. We didn't go like strictly by numbers. If this one was you know fifty eight point seven and this one was fifty eight point six, then this one had to be better than this one. We, we would have discussions, and for the most part, our numbers bared out. But what we still made sure that you know we we kind of agreed on the final you know tallying of everything. And again, yes, as Brian said, we could have easily just written, you know, we'd already been to basically all these places anyway. Um, but we could have easily just sat down and, and written down an arbitrary list, but that was kind of why we did it the other way is we felt that other than Texas monthly, we felt that there was a lot of really arbitrary lists that came out of, you know, places there are of different publications that 
had either never eaten the food or maybe had been to one or two What's of the places. What's the real estate company that published a, a <laughs> I mean, list of the, the, the not the, even based in Texas, yeah, like a list of the best the, Texas barbecue There's just some like really that. dumb ones that have come out. And not to say that ours is any better. There are plenty, plenty of people that probably tell you ours is the worst list ever. And barbecue subjective anyway. Of course. Yeah. But but that's, you know, we, we felt like we'd spent all of these years eating barbecue and voicing our thoughts and opinions on barbecue that we felt like it was just a responsibility we needed to do to at least put it out there. This is what our opinion is. And that's not to say that, like, this is going to be our opinion forever. You know, if we did that list a year from now, five years from now, of course, things would change because times change and, and businesses change. But but we felt it was something that we really wanted to, to undertake and we wanted to do it what we felt was the most honest way to do it. And so, yeah, that, that involved a ton of road trips. Um, and, and we actually tried to do a lot of these road trips before we even announced it, um, just to make it easier on us to do it. Um, we did a 20-stop a five-day trip before yeah. we announced this. Say that, Just say it again. It, it was 20 stops in five days. Mm-hmm. And, and and it was the, the amount of aggressive travel <laughs> that we did on this was just absurd. Uh, and we're talking driving from Lubbock all the way down to Marfa, back up to Fort Stockton, getting a few hours of sleep, and then driving to Fort Worth. Like it was just insane how how aggressive. Except for we is. left a luggage cart in our room, and they woke <laughs> us up in the middle of the night to reclaim it. Yes. Yeah. So so this is something that we might be able to educate the listener on. So I don't know if every hotel does this, but at least one does. Uh, <laughs> We uh, we we tend to travel heavy with these different you know suitcases and podcast cases and liquor cases that we bring with us. Please don't rob us. So <laughs> it's not worth that much. So so we usually bring a luggage cart up to the room. Well, at this particular hotel, we had got in very late. I want to say it was like ten thirty or eleven, and we had to be back on the road at four in the morning. So we were like, well, the hell with it. Let's just bring the bring the luggage case up. Leave it all on the luggage case. That way we can, you know, get up, take a quick shower, and run the hell out of there in the morning. Well, we got there maybe, you know, 30, 45 minutes later. We're ready to go to bed, and all of a sudden we start hearing this beep, 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 beep. We thought, like, the fire alarm or something was going off in our room, and we just keep hearing it. It won't stop. And so finally someone knocks on our door, and we open the door, and they're like, oh, we were trying to find the luggage cart. Apparently they have a some sort of alarm or sensor on the cart itself that lets them... It wasn't an AirTag because it actually had a like an alarm <laughs> yeah. that would go off on the cart yeah. that they could hear outside the door. Yes. That's how they could track it. Yes. And, and, they couldn't do something nice like an AirTag, which wouldn't wake us up. <laughs> so, so yes, uh, we, we learned that lesson the hard way. But but yeah, that that twenty stop trip was just a whirlwind, and it was just and we ate some amazing barbecue on that trip. I mean, we went to Evie Mays on that trip. We went to Danes and Goldies on that trip, and we just had some just. Out, we went to uh, Leroy and Lewis on that trip. Yeah. Like we started that trip in Austin. We yeah. went from Houston to Austin, Austin to Lubbock in the same day. Yeah, uh, you know, and then spent you know a day and a half or whatever in Lubbock, and then we went from Lubbock all the way to Marfa. All well, the we way- we were able to eat that night in Lubbock. I think that's when we went to Hill, right? I don't. Was remember. it that night or the night after? It might have been the night after. But because I want to say, like, we actually left so early that morning that we ate in Austin, and I think we ate in oh, Lubbock that oh, night. Well, we ate, we ate at Leroy, Franklin, and Valentina's, and Interstellar that yeah, day. Yes. In one day, we ate at all four of those spots, and then drove to Lubbock. and then drove yeah. to Lubbock. from Houston. <laughs> from yeah. Houston, yeah. It was it was crazy. We do some really stupid things, as you if you haven't already figured that out. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of our big undertaking of 2021. It was like we were going to put out this list. We did put out, obviously knowing that Texas Monthly was going to be putting out theirs as well. And we knew ours would be different from Texas Monthly because everyone has different opinions and different rate rating and we, criteria. And we, did, we did a different top list and we did a different total list we because we didn't we this wasn't about competing with anybody at all right um right we did a top 20 we didn't do a top 50 um we ranked all 20 and we were and we ran yeah we ranked 20 to 20 to one um and and it was it was a lot of fun i mean i think most people at least most people at least respected even if they don't agree with our opinion i mean i I stand behind our our ratings you can say that you don't agree which is perfectly fine of course nothing wrong with that go do 100 yourself and let us know what your list is yes but but, and i'm not i'm not challenging you i'm just saying like i everybody has their own opinions and that's okay right and and very few of those people that have those opinions have eaten this amount of barbecue um but no it was great And, and and that leads us kind of into 2022 when we planned out you know the uh you know, what our 2022 was going to be like. And, and again, we had some really great guests, really fun time. Um, we, we had some, some really interesting guests that year. And one of them was Robert Moss. Um, one of my favorite episodes of the year, maybe my favorite episode of the year. If you haven't listened to it, it's episode number 176. Robert Moss, if you're not familiar, is a food writer, uh, Restaurant critic really food historian, and a, and a think, culinary yeah. historian. Yeah. Yes, he's written several books on different historical topics of food, very barbecue focused, very barbecue related. Robert is originally from South Carolina, but of course has traveled all over the Carolinas. And he's also the editor of Southern Living Magazine and does a top 50 barbecue list of the South, which does include Texas. Um, so it was it was really interesting to have Robert on the show. And he told some amazing stories and amazing yes, anecdotes yes. And it's just, it like was the history of the mint julep. Yes. Like, I, like as, as much as I forget the things like that, I can still remember vividly. Yeah. And, and that conversation with, with Robert was, was just so much fun and so much knowledge. And he's just such a wealth of information. And it was just, it was a really cool episode. And, and, and we've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. I accidentally pressed play. And so you're hearing our theme oh, yeah. song. Anyway, um, we post back to back episodes. 176 was Robert Moss and 177 was an episode that, Took us five years to record, yes, and, and that is with the one, the only, the Texas Monthly Barbecue editor, Daniel Vaughn. Yeah, you know we've we've known Daniel Vaughn since we started doing this, of course, because he's been such an authority on Texas barbecue. We've used his information. I mean, like the pork steak list, we've used it um, to go on the pork steak run. There's like ten, yes. I think, Th- ten restaurants. Thank you, Daniel. Yes, you, you've gotten us to. He a turned lot of his on to Calacni. Yep. So as much as we talk about Calacni incessantly on the show, we went there today. Yes, exactly. It's because of Daniel Vaughn. I mean, I don't know if we would have ever known about it because they have no social media, none, none. Um, and they never will. So, so, you know, maybe not my first memory of Daniel Vaughn, but I remember buying his book, Prophets of Smoke Meat, I remember him signing it for me, and and we had talked a little bit, and you know he'd, he'd give me some advice on on kind of not really judging barbecue joints, but kind of like setting some of the criteria to go visit and things like that. So you know we've always respected him, but we've just never like he travels, we travel. That's the biggest problem is that you know we don't have a permanent studio, and if we did, we don't know who would want to come there anyway. <laughs> um, but. He travels, we travel. So to sync us both up at the same time was, was it took five years, and finally everything came together. We in a hotel in, in Dallas. In a hotel in Dallas, <laughs> kind of creepy because you know we yeah, we Daniel, did, come to our room. Yes, we have a suite, buddy. Come on and bring sit the jerk chicken. Yes, he brought some chicken from Meshacks and uh, some other food from Meshacks as well, and uh, we sat down and we and we finally 
finally had a good conversation on the air, talked a little bit about the list, his list, our list, and then talked about barbecue. Um, you know, at some point, we've got a lot more topics we'd like to share with you. Oh, them, but, definitely. Yeah. But thanks to yeah. Daniel for coming on. And Absolutely. And one of the greatest episode, compliments yeah. that, that anyone's ever paid us was, was Daniel telling us how, how much he respected the work we put in for our list because yeah. we we certainly respect the work that he puts right. in for, for the Texas Monthly and list. And again, he doesn't have to agree with our ratings. Oh, oh his clearly ratings. he right. doesn't because right. his, ra- his ratings are different <laughs> <Yes>. than ours. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but it's okay. you know. And oh, again, oh, absolutely. And, and, and it's tough. You know, one of the toughest things when we when we made the list, honestly – was when when we finished the 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 rankings after averaging our numbers was thinking about you know what are our friends going to say you know <laughs> you know what is john miller going to tell me um <laughs> you know those types of things like you know and i think most of the people a few people got a little butt hurt but i i think for the most part you know people understood that this was this was you know honest and we did the best to come up with this and and we you know it was from the heart. Absolutely. And again, and, and we've said it before, we'll say it again. When you get to this top tier of barbecue that we're talking about, it's so subjective. There's so there, it, there's little increments of different things that would break a tie. And it's just, you're talking about greatness versus greatness right. versus greatness. And, and literally some of the things that broke ties based on the, the rankings were like the location and, you know, it, the experience overall versus including the barbecue because we gave points for history we gave points for experience and so things got edged out sometimes that, because it's not to us again it's a it's an end-to-end experience yeah it's not just the brisket yeah it's but, not just the sides but but 2022 was a nice departure back from doing a list because 2021 was so list intensive for us so yeah 2022 we kind of got to take, take a step back do some different episodes uh, and and again, we've we've been so fortunate. Three times now, we have been invited to go to Charleston. Like, to go back food. to Charleston. Yeah. I mean, that's the it, it. Again, we cannot thank going back to Charleston. We, to Charleston. We to Charleston. we absolutely going love that back city. To Charleston. We we love the dining scene in that city. We love the history and the cultures and the different mix of people and and everyone you get to see at the festival. I mean, it's just it was so awesome for us every year that we've gotten to be a part of it. You know, it's just been it's been so damn cool, and yeah. I and I can't thank the Charleston people, you know, the Charleston wanted food media people that have been so kind to invite us back and to have us, become which is a, amazing, amazing, yeah. and have yeah. us become a bigger part of the of the event. So yeah, this year we got to do four hours on stage at the Culinary Village, doing different episodes in front of a live audience, um, which was at, at the same time terrifying and thrilling. Um, but but that was that was just such an amazing opportunity and, and being able to bring up guests that we wanted to like again it wasn't just random people no Charleston or, left it completely yes, up to us that but, was what was awesome yeah. was we 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 were able to reach out and find people that we really wanted to interview um, and talk to and that was that made it much more fun for us yeah and it was just again it was it was a complete honor uh, I cannot thank them enough for for having the faith and the trust in us the fact that we've done this for six plus years now i i can't believe it i really can't i mean i'm six years older that's crazy (laughs) that in and of itself i mean i i really can't believe that that you guys have stuck around some of you at least have stuck around for for all of this to listen to these two idiots that just fell in love with barbecue that fell in love with the, the history of it the people in it the stories of it the passion the dedication that that it takes to do this profession day in and day out it we are the lucky ones uh, yeah. you know it's it's an absolute thrill for us to do what we do you know that's not to say we don't 
take it seriously. I doesn't say that some, there are some days that we were like, do we really want to do this? But more days than not, we're just incredible. Anytime. I feel like almost anytime we kind of hit that wall, we do something. Yeah. We pivot. Yeah. We, yeah, we pivot we, we, or we, we go experience something that kind of reawakens. Re- it. Yeah. Energizes us and, and just kind of get, gets us and reminds us, gives that reminder of like, Oh yeah, this is why we do it. This is why we love it. We do it because the bourbon. Oh, the bourbon doesn't help. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, we glossed over it because we're way over on time. But we uh, yeah. we did, we also did a big Kentucky bourbon and hog trip in 2022, which was just insane. And I tried amazing. to drag after I got to do it with with Leslie. I was like, "You got to go do this. You got to go do this. You got to go do this. You got to go do this." And so I said, "Be careful what you wish for." And I planned yes. an itinerary that has driving eight thousand hours. <laughs> yes, yes, driving through the night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which again, it actually, I don't think it was worse than our first hog trip. I don't think so either. Because there were days, again, there were days where we didn't drive all day. Correct. Like in our hog trip, we drove every day, we drove all day. Yeah. And this time we didn't, yeah, we did sometimes. Yeah, we, we had a couple of days to like kind of relax in Kentucky and just enjoy the scenery of Kentucky and the distilleries. And again, a totally different part of if history. If somebody has a, a property or a house in Kentucky that would like <laughs> to sell me, please reach out to me because. I would love to like live in Kentucky. Yeah, but, and again, it was a, it was a yeah. thrill to go back to some of the hog places that we'd been to on the previous trip to go to some different and new places to go to some old school places like Sid's Catering, which again that was another one of those like things that just like reinvigorates us. Like, yes, Sid's, places Sid's like, was so amazing. Places like that still exist, and experiences like that still exist. You may have to find you know search a little harder to find them. Thank you, Rich Pettit, for that. Um, you you absolutely turned us on to that one. Yeah. But but again, those are the types of places that we geek out on. We love the new stuff. Don't get us wrong. We love the, how delicious new school barbecue is. But these these historical places, these small town places, they they're never going to not be magical to us. All right, and we're we're over. So let's kind of do like the Oscars. Um, some of the places that are no longer with us. Um, the and, in memoriam section. Should I sing a song? Yeah, we, yeah, like the the dog song for the. But we won't talk about people because that that would make me sad. But let's talk about the the restaurants. Um, Prousey is one. Prousey Market, yeah, God, that that place was such a time warp. We loved going there. Um, Taylor Cafe. Taylor Cafe was amazing. I mean, it it just like I said, it was time immemorial. It had just stopped. Yeah. And the the cat. What was crazy today that I loved was when we went to Kalakni. They had the old cash register, the push button cash register, and that's what I always remember. And I've got a picture of it, but what I always remember at Taylor Cafe yeah. was they had that that cash register, and then they had like a, a, a they had a list for like people with bills, you know, credit. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. You know how how cool and old school is that? Yeah. There there was nothing like sitting on at the counter at Taylor Cafe with a sausage link and a and a cold cheap beer. And just hanging out for a little bit. And we miss those experiences. You know, we miss that that place is no longer an option. Um, and again, this, is, this isn't this a new school place, but it's a place that both of us were, were heartbroken when it went away. We'll never not be heartbroken. And that's Tom McElwaite's place in Smithville. Um, and I know, because we know how hard Tom worked on that place, how much of himself he put into and that how place. How beautiful it was. And it it was, really was. It was such it, a It was a building. former garage, and he kept some of the, the things, like a tool, empty tool chest and some of the signs. Such, such an amazing build-out that, that he and his team did on that place. And it was just, it, it, it's so unfortunate that that place was not able to make it. I mean, it's this is a tough business. It's really, mm-hmm. really a tough business. 
Um, but yeah, the, and and again, this is we've harped on this from probably day one, and we'll never stop harping on it. These these classic barbecue joints that we spend a lot of time talking about, we we do it for a reason because we there is a finite amount of time for a lot of these it's, places. It's why we want to get the people on the show, especially at the classic places, because they may retire and they may quit. You know, Roland Lindsay, yeah, and and Moberly, you know, yeah. and and Moberly, I believe, is back open. It, it again, is, it is back open, yeah, um, which is great because it it yeah. was very special yeah. and, place, and it's being run by like, members of the family yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, Roland was was a massive loss for East Texas uh, when Roland Lindsay passed away, and, and we were so fortunate to be able to sit down and spend an afternoon. I'll never forget that afternoon. That's another one of those yeah. uh, m- amazing moments we had in the show where. <laughs> It was Brian Bingham and and Brian was still kind of green and Brian like, that was, was there. So Jordan awesome, was there. But... Russell and Chase Colston yes. were there, um, and, and of course Roland. And we just spent a whole day up at Bodacious, just hanging out. Yeah. Um, you know, talk, talking to Russell, talking to Chase. Um, we did an episode with Chase there, and of course we did the episode with Roland there. Um, and it was just again, it was one of those. I, I can't believe that we got to be a part of that. Right. You know, right. And, and and that's just it's one of those things that. We've we've gotten to see a lot, you know. There's there's plenty behind the scenes that you know that that's still private to the to the business owner, and of course, and, and even if we did know about it, we wouldn't tell you guys. But but the the things that we've gotten to share on the show, I I hope you guys have appreciated as much as we have, because it it is it's an absolute privilege, and we cannot thank every single guest that has ever yeah, come I mean, on this the show. The guests, the people that have talked to us, the people that have given us connections to guests yes. because many times like we've been able to reach out to somebody because somebody else came to us absolutely um, connected and said you know hey i know this person or i can get you this person we still have a lot of like you know uh, a lot of people we want to get on the show there's still some big targets we're not done nope um by any means and we've been saving a few you know we're not going to name names but we've been saving a few that we're going to try to get on the show and and we have we will have on the show but we're going to continue to kind of leave a few of those out there so that we always have something to strive for as well. Right. doesn't mean that we don't like them um, <laughs> by any means. Um, but you know, they may be in the next season. Um, they may be in this season. We're going to see how things work out, but, uh, listen, stay listening, please. Uh, that helps us go visit these places. Please tell them that you heard about them from the show that yeah. helps us because it helps spread the word. Um, you know, and, and I'll be honest, if there's any kind of sponsorship you want to do, uh, professional or personal, let us know because, um, you know, we, we're always, will, we're always yeah, willing to yeah. talk. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, again, guys, thank you for, if you've listened to this episode, every other episode, one other episode, thank you for taking the time to listen to these two dorks talk about barbecue. Thank you to everyone that's ever taken the time to be on our show, to, to give us advice, to give us their feedback. Again, this has been six plus years that we've been doing this. You know, we're going to do it for as long as it's fun and interest, interesting to us. That could be five more episodes. It could be 50. It could be 500. We don't know. Yeah. We, you know, but as, as long as it's fun to us and as long as it's on our terms, we're going to, we're going to do it and we're going to have fun with it. And, uh, we're going to try to make it interesting for you guys. And, yep. uh, if you see us shout out to us, cause we try to bring our swag bag everywhere we go. Um, yep. just so you know, we have a lot of barbecue merch that again, our friends and, and the people in the business have given us, yep. we'd love to hand it out. But we, we kind of like this idea of you have to know us. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm not going to go around this big Ikea bag of shit. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes, yes. But, 
but if you see, and, and we try to have, you know, we don't always wear our own shirts. We have our own shirts, but, um, you know, we, we have our, our logo and you can see us or, you know, we try to stay out of the camera view, but for the most part, if you see us say hi, because if, it, if you recognize our voices, yeah. we're, yeah, that's wouldn't be the first or last time that happened. <laughs> right. But. I mean, we'll, we, we should have something for you. We try to keep something, um, yeah. You know, but if, if we don't, then we'll still talk. But you're always free to talk to us and um, reach us on the normal social media channels. Yep. Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate our listeners. We appreciate everyone that's been involved at every level of this. We appreciate our wives, um, you know, because they allow us to do this because yep. they could just put the foot down and say, yeah, stop our, this stupid no, stuff. No one has know? sacrificed more for the show than our families. Yeah. Nobody. You know. And we won't do it forever. There is going to come a time when, you know, we, we can't. Do it forever. We'll die eventually. <laughs> well, and we'll run out of money. One of those two things. It might, you know, we don't know which will happen first. Um, yeah, you might have to wheel us into the next episode, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But um, but holler at us. Say hi. Go go support these barbecue joints. Enjoy Texas barbecue. Enjoy barbecue all over the world. We've been cruising up and down these roads, are looking for some smoke. Hopes of finding barbecue and meeting real fine folks. We spent some time in Lubbock, Lockhart, Luling, Lexington, eating brisket, sausage ribs, and pulled pork on a bun. Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Ken Burns is a barbecue where tales from the pits.